Thank you for joining me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray Zomopadasu. On episode 53 of Soup, I am your host, Ray. You can catch all my shenanigans on Twitter at Darce underscore Smokes. And you guys know my shtick. I'm bringing you guys the hottest guests from MMA Twitter that I can find. And this day is no different. I got a real nice one for you guys. Ashwin from Fight Forecaster. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Uh, Glad to see that we can do this again, given how the last one went. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for people listening to this, this is actually the second time me and Ashwin are talking today. Uh, We discussed a little bit of MMA about 9 or 8.30 my time, which I believe was like 9 p.m. for you. Uh, And for whatever reason, technical difficulties occurred. But you know what? We are two very strong-minded individuals, and we're going to bring you guys the content you need. And speaking of content, you just dropped the app. Tell us about that app, Ashwin. Yeah, uh, so as I was talking about the app the last time, it, it, it's, an, it's, a path, it's an app for making uh, MMA picks. And uh, what, what's special about the app compared to the other apps on which you can make the MMA picks is that you get a little bit of nuance in this. So while on the one hand you have, uh, uh, you know, let, let me leave with an example. So if, if, if you got like a Whitaker fan versus a Till fan for this weekend's main event and, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be cheering for Whitaker and a lot of people are going to be cheering for Till and the hardcore fans are going to say, oh, yeah, 100% my guy's going to win. Uh, a super hardcore fan is going to say, oh, yeah, 100% my guy's going to win in the first round by a knockout. But most people are a little bit nuanced, more nuanced than that. So they'd say, they'd say something like, yeah, I, I think there's a 70% chance that Whitaker's going to win. And But, you know, Till's a great striker and, and I can give him a 30% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it helps record these nuances. And if, if you give a 30% chance to the other fighter or the guy you don't like or the person you think is an underdog, and in the event that underdog eventually does win, you get points for those 30%. Uh, the more weight you actually give to the outcome that occurs, the more points you get. That's mm-hmm. the principle. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's and that's uh, a really awesome app. I just uh, tried it out this past weekend for the Davison uh, Figueroa match versus Joseph Benavidez, and that was a very unique experience. Like you said, you get a certain percentage you could put on, like submission in a third round or TKO in the second on each guys and I and I, I could see how you know you could really benefit from uh, uh, having all those decisions or, or choices to make when you're making your picks yeah it's, it's exactly that and uh, the other thing that I've done on the app is that I sort of uh, decided that you know uh, you can have different levels of confidence for uh, every game that you play. So in case it's a fighter you know very well and you're very sure of the outcome, you can you can pick the round, the the method of victory, whether it's a KO, submission, or decision, mm-hmm. uh, and you and you, you get more points for that. You know, but if, if you're not sure of the round and you just want to pick the method of victory and who's going to win, mm-hmm. there's a second level for that. You get less points for that than for picking the round, but you get more points for that for just picking the winner. So it, it's a progressive thing, and uh, uh, 
you know, uh, since we're part of MMA Twitter, I decided to use the the language of MMA Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I've called the simplest the simplest level the casual level where you mm-hmm. just pick the winner. Uh, I've called the fight fan level where you pick the winner and the method of victory. And of course, for the most complicated one, I've called him the just bleed level. So. The just bleed, and and as soon as I see that, I think of that guy. Where yeah. they're panning across, he's got the just bleed across his chest. That's yeah. amazing, man. Uh, that's fantastic for the hardcores or even casual fans. So definitely check out that app, guys. But one of my favorite things about MMA, and we talked about this a little earlier, was that uh, you know we have this love for the sport and or this this event this spectacle that brings us all together from all different places across the earth i mean i was actually just flipping through my podcast and um i see that i have listeners from poland brazil denmark france pakistan ireland australia india canada you name it. I mean, clear almost every state in the United States. So I can't think of too many events, not not just sports, events in general that bring everyone together like MMA does. Yeah, uh, and I completely agree with you. And uh, in fact, now that you put it that way, I was actually thinking that, yeah, there's probably two things of. Uh, you know, which everybody in the world has in common. Uh, you know, one is MMA and the second is the coronavirus. So, yeah. you know, Basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and only one of those things is fun. So. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. this coronavirus thing is really uh, kind of taking a toll on my life personally. You know, I haven't been able to train jujitsu for about four months. Yeah, uh, my you know my training is uh, it's it, it's always been very rudimentary, but you know I was just getting some steam going and uh, yeah my my training stopped too. Um, it's affecting all sorts of things. It, it's it's affecting the startup that I've been working on. Uh, I think we spoke a bit about that earlier. And yeah, in general, life's becoming more difficult. But you know, at least uh, it's it's not as difficult as it would be for a few other guys. And uh, yeah, gotta feel. Uh, Got a yeah. feel for a lot of people, man. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of people that didn't quite make it through this thing. So, LA, at least we're still alive. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about this week of MMA that we had uh, in the the whole Fight Island, uh, I guess, charade that the UFC tried to put on. Because really, you know, they, they played us, man. They played us into thinking that we was going to have, like, this Mortal Kombat showdown. And really, it really wasn't that. Um, I'm disappointed, but let's move on to the fights. The fights themselves, uh, they could have been better, you know, for for what we were hyped up to be, especially with that Kamaru Usman-Jorge Masvidal joint. That really, like, stunk up a bed, in my opinion. A lot of people were saying that, you know, you can't love GSP uh and hate Kamaru Usman. Well, here's what I say to you. I didn't fuck with GSP anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's true, man. I I, I kind of think that uh, that that event was actually uh, pretty great. Uh, you know, the the Holloway Volkanovski fight was very entertaining. Uh, 
the Peter Ian fight was entertaining, but probably went on a little bit too long. And then suddenly you got Us- Usman and Jorge uh, coming in there, and uh, it, it it sort of felt like a little bit of a downer. That's 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 definitely true. Uh, yeah, but I guess it's it sets up a few, a few uh, interesting matches for the future. And I think this is where we got cut off the last time. We were talking about Usman and Burns. Uh, Burns has been on a tear. Burns has been entertaining. And uh, what I was trying to say the last time was that, you know, Usman's clearly going to, you know, quite frankly, if I had a look at it purely from a stylistic point of view, I'd probably give it to Burns. But it's just that at this point, Usman's got such a, you know, an impressive track record uh, that I would, uh, you know, I I would hate to look past him. So, uh, yeah, no, for that reason, I'm going with definitely that yeah. man. Uh, he, yeah. He's that man. He's ready. He's next in line for the shot. But, you know, I don't know if he wants to wait for however long Kamar Usman has to sit on the shelf for the suspension. Yeah, uh, 180 days is uh, what it was. If, uh, if, if that's what we discussed, and I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, but... I understand, man. The guy's got to be uh, at least close to 100% when he's stepping in there to defend this title. But got to feel bad for Gilbert Burns, who should have been fighting last week and is unfortunately going to have to wait another six months. Yeah, that's true, though. Uh, but, you know, it, it saves him from the quick turnaround because, uh, you know, he, he's, he's been on a lot of fights. You know, Not that he's had too many problems with it. Even Woodley, he put away with a lot of ease. Uh, like we discussed the last time, you know, we both expected Woodley to uh, pick up the win, but uh, you know, uh, yeah. Burns is showing that he's uh, that he belongs. Yep, no, he definitely belongs there. Uh, I believe that uh, you know, I'm actually pretty enraged that Max Holloway somehow did not take the belt away from yeah. Volkanovski. I believe that Max won that fight. He dropped the man in two different rounds. Uh, he was the only one that was uh, even remotely close to winning uh, by finish. And I just don't see how the judges keep robbing this guy when he fights Volkanovski. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I thought Max won that fight too. Uh, you know, I was actually discussing this with uh, another fan. And uh, what, what, what you were thinking is that, you know... Uh, if you look at the two fights, it, it, they were almost sort of uh, inverses of each other when they first fought at 245 back in December last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first few rounds, Volkanovski just you know came out with those leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks. And then in the last two rounds, Max sort of rallied back. So, I, 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 uh, I and this fight was almost the exact opposite of that, where Max sort of took the first three rounds. And, you know, and then in the last few rounds, Volkanovski came back with his leg kicks again. Uh, weirdly, so I, I, I'd say that it was the exact inverse of the previous fight, and Max should have won it. Uh, I had him winning it, but you know, the judges gave it the other way. And uh, I, I think a few people uh shared some stats uh, that you know, Volkanovsky actually landed more significant strikes in the third round, so that sort of gave me a bit of pause. But you know, I, I, uh, I probably have to watch the fight back once more, but you know, when I watch it, when I saw it, I uh, I felt that Max really won, but I also, you know, uh, 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 I, I felt that it was sort of, it, it was like the perfect setup for a robbery, you know, because it, it, it was uh, clear, if you'd seen the fight, that Max was winning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the last two rounds, uh, Volkanovski also did come back. So, you, you had a feeling that, you know, that they could rob him, and if they do rob him, they just about had enough of a case. So, 
it, it was is, that killing situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that that was my biggest takeaway from that, and I'll, I'll pretty much die on that hill that Match won those fights. And um, if they d- do decide to go ahead and give him that third match, uh, which I think that that's still on the table, because Dana White said even said that he thought that Max won that, you know. So it is what it is. Max will be back. People are writing him off, and I'm pretty upset about that. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't they shouldn't be writing him off, man. Like uh, he's 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 fought nothing but the best, and uh, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, from from a fan perspective, I'd probably like to see him fight somebody else, though. You know, because I don't want to see him fight Volko for a third time. I just want to see him fight somebody else. But then I also want him to have the title because he deserves it. So it, it's sure. a bit of a dilemma that way. Yeah. So uh, we also had a fight night in the middle of the week on Wednesday, which you know kind of threw off my sleep schedule. Um, I don't like having my whole evenings taken away from me. Um, I think that the UFC could benefit from hosting just like five or six fights on one card instead of 13 of them motherfuckers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, there, there is something to be said, man. Uh, and we discussed this the last time as well that, you know, uh, it, it's an early morning get up for me, usually uh, 2.30 to 4.30 anytime. That's when the early prelims of prelims begin. And yeah, and then it's like seven hours straight, and uh, then you walk around groggy for the rest of the day. Uh, I'm used to doing that on Sundays, but you know, d- doing that in the middle of the week sort of threw off my timing too. It really kills you, you know. And uh, I think that the UFC, uh, during this particular time, during the time where everyone's kind of at home, there's not really any sports right now, they could afford to try something different. To try to, you know, put on shows with that aren't like six hours. But that's just me. But we got fights on Wednesday. And my biggest takeaway from that evening was two things. I actually took away two things. Uh, Liana Jojua is pretty good. I took that away. And she looks exactly like uh, Nadia Kasim. So we'll, we'll just throw that in there. And Calvin Cater is actually pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kato's legit. He's, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to call him one-dimensional, but the thing is that his boxing is clearly his biggest asset and, you know, by far his biggest strength. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how people game plan around that. Uh, there the, the really isn't... Uh, I'd say the perfect counter to somebody like Calvin Cater would be a, a super, like a Khabib type guy, you know, somebody who just gets you down and never. Well, you. we saw what happened when he falls a beat. I mean, even though, you know, a lot of people say, what if it was five rounds? Okay, I get it. But still, early on, when Zabit was even mixing up a little bit of sneaky grappling, like you said, it, it, he kind of struggled a little bit. Took him yeah. a bit to find his groove. Yeah. Who, who would you who would you like to see uh, Kata face next? Oh, uh, you know it's so stacked at featherweight right now that I, I it's hard for me to even make those matchups because there's a lot of guys that have uh, the their cases for yeah. title shots. You know the it, it, the Koreans the Korean zombie 
He's someone that, you know, totally deserves a title shot, potentially. But then you got Zabit, someone who totally, in my opinion, deserves a title shot. Brian Ortega, maybe. I would like to see Calvin Cater fight Brian Ortega or uh, Yair. Uh, Either of those guys, that could be a title contender for them. Yeah, uh, that that would actually be great, man. Yair's... uh... You know, his striking is unorthodox, uh, and Kader's striking is it's it's very good, but, you know, a little bit more orthodox. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably expect that to be a complete, uh, I don't want to say stand in bank, because yeah, he never stands in banks. He, you know, does cartwheels in banks. But, uh, yeah, that would be a great fight. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to throw out a name, but Ryan Hall, that would be fun, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the rankings would be the issue there. But, yeah, Ryan Hall's, uh, you know, he's 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 been having his own difficulties finding a fight. And yeah. I want to see that guy in action again. Me, too. Uh, we'll talk a few more fights here uh, from the most recent event. Uh, my biggest takeaway from that one, uh, I'll, I'll give a, two more as well, um, although there was a lot more than two. I didn't get really anything out of the prelims except for uh, Grant Dawson, represented for Kansas City. He did his thing. Ariana Lipsky, she almost broke that girl's knee, but I think that was because Carolina did not recognize that she had a calf slicer opportunity on Ariana Lipsky. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's partly that she didn't recognize, but I also read somewhere that uh, Carolina heard three different pops in her leg before she tapped. So I think she was just trying to be really tough out there. But uh, yeah, that, that was crazy, man. <laughs> you know, the, the most brutal looking submissions uh, that we've seen. Prop- it may be submission of the year, you know. Uh, I I don't know if I was something. I think we got a we got a Bryce Mitchell twister this year already, didn't we? Or no? Uh, we got an almost twister at two forty nine where he had uh, Charles Rosa and the twister about three mm. two different times, but he, he never got the finish. Very and, good. Yeah, and his twister before that was uh, in was last year. Oh, okay. Well, hey, Jack Romanson, he also got a pretty nice submission this evening. A hill yeah. hook on a Kelvin Gaslam. Yeah, I, I was just, I was just disappointed with Kelvin Gaslam, man. That that fight with Izzy was so good, man. It was such a good fight, and he's 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 dropped a couple in a very soft way after that, you know. Uh, by the way, uh, Joker's a uh, Joker's a great fighter, you know. He's 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 one of these underlooked guys at middleweight. He's he's got a great all-round skill set. He's very entertaining to watch. But, uh, you know, just, just on the merit of that style bender fight, uh, I, I wanted to see uh, Gastelum get, get back up in the win, win column just so that he gets to fight style bender again. Jack uh, Romanson is 100% legit. He honestly just ran into a powerhouse and uh, cannoneer who yeah. is honestly one of the most overlooked middleweights I have. It, it's gross how overlooked. Jared Cannonier is. I say it is criminal how overlooked Jared Cannonier is. That man should have been fighting for the title months ago, but that's another story. Yeah, uh, so, so oddly enough, uh, uh, I also kind of was one of these guys, you know, who used to overlook him. Uh, but, you know, uh, Stylebender actually went on the Joe Rogan experience and uh, 
was talking about this. You know, he said that oh, oh, people are talking about this guy and that guy. They're talking about the co-stars and the Romeros, but you guys are forgetting Jared Canary. He's the dark horse. He's the guy that I'm worried about. And I'm yeah. like, oh. And then, then I took a closer look, and then I'm like, aha. He came down from heavyweight. He's got a lot of natural power. Uh, yeah. There's one last thing I want to say before we go. I really feel bad for Joseph Benavidez. I think that he is one of the greatest fighters to never get a title. Uh, yeah. And it's unfortunate that he ran into some heavy hands in Davidson Figueroa. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, sucks for Ben but uh, yeah, he, he's got a legacy, man. You, you got to look on the bright side. And, you know, at, at some point, uh, he, he deserves the title, but, uh, you know, he, he will he will have some legacy uh, in the sport. And uh, did, did he did he ever uh, get the strap at WEC? Uh, I, I'm not sure if he did. I don't believe so. I don't believe wow. he was able to get it done. But, you know, I'm not a big WEC guy. But, hey, Ashwin, we've done our 20 minutes, man. Is there anything you desperately needed to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh. Yeah, no, nothing really. Just uh, check out the app again. I want to plug that again. And uh, feel free to reach out. Give me any feedback, uh, any questions whatsoever. My DMs are open. And, uh, Ray, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, Absolutely, man. Yeah, make sure you guys check out that Fight Forecaster uh, MMA app. It's been good, Ashwin, dog. You have a good night.